This is The Jerry Callahan Show. about one thing, Ironhead. We were wrong about one thing, but I, I must say I was right about another. I'll give it to you. Quick synopsis. Um, the attacker, the assailant of Dave Chappelle, uh, Isaiah Lee, aspiring rapper. There's a shocker. Aspiring rapper Isaiah Lee uh, did indeed have a gun. A, I don't know what you call it. A knife shaped like a gun. <laughs> he had a switchblade that looks like a gun. It doesn't shoot knife blades. It just it ejects the knife blade like a switchblade. It pops out of the the barrel of the handgun, a knife. And I don't know how we got a picture of it up there. If you're watching on locals, that is the weapon that Isaiah Lee allegedly snuck into the Hollywood Bowl. And I just read one story. I think it was the New York Post. Has a pretty comprehensive story. It said he had he had pulled it out. You can't see it because the video kind of sucks, but uh, he had pulled it out like intending to use it, intending to stab Dave Chappelle with a gun that has a knife blade sticking out of it. So that turns out to be true. I was certain that was going to be fake news. The other thing, and we'll get to this because I think it's just dropping now, but the New York Times is um, tweeting about a hit piece they're going to do on Elon Musk. I predicted Last week when they had the hit piece on uh, Tucker Carlson, which turned out to be an absolute joke and uh, had no effect, and Tucker laughed at it. And I'm hoping that's what Elon Musk does. Musk seems like he's got a pretty good, pretty good attitude about this. He knows that the media wing of the Biden regime will be coming after him hard. They will be smearing him and lying about him, and they got a hit piece that's uh, about his his childhood in um, South Africa and apartheid and how it didn't affect him because he was a rich white guy. I'm not sure they're going to be able to, he left, he left South Africa when we were 17. So I'm not sure they're going to be able to say he was uh, a supporter of apartheid, but they, yeah, maybe they will. There's no limit to the length. Uh, New York times will go to smearing their enemies and smearing the enemies of the uh, Biden regime. But we'll get to that. We'll get to the uh, New York Times latest um, favor they're doing for the for the establishment, for the system, because that's what they do. They, they fight for the system. But I want to do this uh, Chappelle attacker because uh, it was a fluid situation yesterday when we were here, and it just happened a few hours earlier. It was uh, a pretty big story all day. A lot of people predicting that it uh, was it Howie Mandel predicts it's the end of comedy because this is going to uh, kick off a wave of people you know, rushing the stage and attacking their favorite comedians if they say something they don't like. I don't think it's the end of comedy, but it certainly will have an effect on comedy. It certainly will uh, make comedians a little wary when they take the stage and look around at the people in the front row. They used to be just hecklers. They worried about, <clears throat> I love, I love hecklers. <clears throat> when I go to a comedy show, <clears throat> my friend Lenny Clark is the best at um, counter punching when hecklers uh, start going after him. Most comedians, good ones. They know they're ready. They know how to put hecklers in their place and the crowd invariably is on the side of the comic. So it's usually a highlight of the show. And I'm sure Dave Chappelle knows how to handle hecklers. Hell, he know how to handle an attacker. The guy didn't get to him. The guy didn't uh, stab him. Didn't even knock him down. Chappelle looked uh, ready for him. And uh, he's a strong, big, strong guy, I guess, who's been working out. So he's, uh, he's ready for people like Isaiah Lee. We really don't have a motive, which I hopefully will get. We got the story of Isaiah Lee, a loser. I had the whole story of his uh, neighbors at the condo in, uh, I think it's Redondo Beach, said he was a punk and a, and, a, and a problem. And he had he lived with his brother, didn't pay rent, and they would often fight loud, loud fights. And the cops were always coming to their condo. Looks like a nice building, a nice place where he lived, but they kicked him out. He doesn't live there anymore. I'm not sure where he lives now. Maybe well, he lives now in a jail <laughs> in Los Angeles. Um, 
Still hasn't made bail, huh? Bail is 20,000, I believe. Is it? Is it, is it 50,000? I'll get the exact bail, but he has not made bail. If you haven't seen a picture of him, typical, you know, aspiring rapper. He's got a nose ring. He's got all kinds of uh, rings on his fingers and he's got, you know, where's some, uh, you got that. (laughs) (laughs) There's other pictures that aren't that, you know, before they snapped his arm. Uh, But uh, we will, we will play one of his hits because I love this. When you see aspiring rappers in the old days, you'd say, well, he didn't have any songs that, you know, got recorded. He just, he was living, uh, he, he was dreaming. He was a dreamer hoping to someday make it in the music industry. Well, that's not how it works anymore. Now they get to record their own songs, put them up on YouTube, uh, Spotify. Uh, we'll get to uh, he, his, his rapper name was No Name Trapper. Do I have that right? No Name Trapper. No Name Trapper. No Name Trapper. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know the, you know, if that's what his, you know, friends and loved ones called him. But uh, No Name Trapper had a song called Dave Chappelle. Now, was he in love with Chappelle? Did he idolize him and want to, you know, like like I said, uh, with uh, with Mark David Chapman and, and John Lennon, did he want to, you know, kill him because he didn't, you know, he, he wanted to be famous and he didn't want anyone else to have him? Something, oh, he's got pictures. I'm looking at some photos He's got a photo of him standing on a Los Angeles police car on a cruiser, giving two middle fingers. Oh, so he's a defend the uh, defund the police type. Yeah, go to the New York Post uh, story on uh, on Dave Chappelle attacker Isaiah Lee wrote a rap song named after the comedian. So they got a whole story on his on his hit. Um, he has a Spotify profile that boasts. 6,000 monthly listeners. So people listen to this guy, 6,000 people. Hell, he has more people re- listening to his music than uh, Dr. Jill has reading her book. <laughs> um, but uh, he, uh, oh, look at these. Oh, they got a pic. They got a bunch of pictures of him getting arrested. His face is all beat up too, man. They didn't just break his arm. They, they did a number on him, which is good. They all got in their shots. Jamie Foxx and... Uh, and Chris Rock and a bunch of other people who were up on stage, apparently all uh, got their shots in. You see Chappelle, he goes, oh, they're, they're doing a number. And he, and he was on stage and he went back while, while he was mic'd up. He went back to watch them pummel his attacker. And they all had a good laugh. And Chappelle, of course, said he joked that it was a trans man. It wasn't, I don't think, a trans man, but that was offensive. And a number of trans activists weren't happy with that joke, which tells you right there the whole problem with everything. He's just joking. Trans people hate him. They protest. You know, they, they scream about his uh, transphobia. So he makes a little joke, and they, right on cue, say, oh, that's offensive, blaming trans people. Hell, Chris Rock blamed Will Smith. You know what? Lots of people are blaming Will Smith. Will Smith got to... Uh, charge the stage, assault a comedian, get back in his seat, win an award, go home, no problem. Didn't get it. Didn't get uh, any any repercussions. Didn't get arrested. Hasn't gotten sued. So maybe Dave, uh, maybe Will Smith did kind of open the floodgates. We'll see. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's the death of comedy, as Howie Mandel said. But I heard Adam Carolla talk about this last night. Uh, with, uh, I don't know who it was, with Sean Hannity, I think. And he said, what it does is make comedians hesitant. You know, it makes them think twice, like for two reasons. One, is someone going to charge the stage and stab me? And also, two, am I going to get in trouble if I say what I want to say? And that's, to me, that's the big, that's the bigger threat to comedy because you can always have more security. You can put a fence up, you know, like they're doing outside the Supreme court, put a big fence up. If you want have, they'll be like the blues brothers at the country Western bar, put the chicken wire up. So no one can uh, make it on stage and attack them and hurt them. But if you are making comedians think twice, which is the goal, that's the goal of intimidation. That's the goal of, of activists who are trying to stop speech. 
it works that way with talk show hosts. We've seen it. I mean, talk radio is essentially dead because everybody's playing scared. Everybody's afraid to say anything that will offend, not offend the activists where they'll send a nasty letter or email, offend them to the point where they'll attack this, the uh, advertisers and demand their firing. That's how it works. If conservatives don't like a radio show, they change the station. If liberals don't like a radio show, they demand the host be fired. So if you're a comedian, you have the same quandary. Hell, I got another friend who's a comedian and he says, um, he will only say certain words or tell certain jokes at, at the uh, comedy clubs that he's been playing his whole life. If, like if he goes on the road, he won't tell the same jokes cause he's not sure who's in the audience. And one day he got a phone call from uh, some big executive in Hollywood and said, you got to stop telling that joke. You know, they're, they're complaining to people in LA about a Boston comic telling a joke that they found offensive. So it clearly, it doesn't, it's not going to kill comedy, but it is certainly going to neuter it. I, I'm, I'm sure your, uh, your buddy blind Mike has discussed this, but these people are f- afraid for good reason. They see what happens if they cross some imaginary line. They see how these mobs can come after them and corporate America is not going to stand up. Then I mean, Dave Chappelle is huge. I mean, Dave Chappelle is too big to cancel. He's like JK Rowling's. There's some people, you know, Tucker Carlson be another that you can't cancel. But if you're just some, you know, comedian trying to make a living playing, you know, clubs and bars on the weekends, you know, trying to pay the bills, you can't afford having the mob come after you, come after the club owner, come after, uh, you know, any kind of corporate sponsor you might have and, and get you canceled. That's the real effect of cancel culture, real effect of the authoritarian left that wants to crush, silence anybody who uh, offends them or anybody who doesn't fall in line. Again, we'll get to the Elon Musk thing because I think he's too big to cancel as well. And by the way, he has a great attitude. Elon Musk is going to look at this New York Times story. I haven't even seen it yet. I don't even know if it's posted yet. It's just a tweet. He will laugh at them. He will fight. He will, he will come back at them with humor, with attitude, and he will let it, it will roll off his back. I mean, so far, Musk does not look like the, uh, the scared type, but we will see. All right, back to uh, Isaiah Lee. Isaiah, I'm sorry, No Name Trapper. That doesn't have a good ring to it, does it? It I mean, does not, no. No Name Trapper? I mean, I don't know what it means. Maybe it's in the story about his rap career. I haven't, uh, uh, I haven't read all the words. Uh, you got to look at these pictures. The post has of him on the police car. And then he's got a picture of him lying on the couch with this badass attitude. And then they have him on the, on the bed about to go into the ambulance, all banged up. He doesn't look so cocky then. He doesn't look so menacing then, but, Oh, we got some lyrics that we, uh, you know, Oh, he's got, he's got a, he's got a rap song defending, Donald Trump. Oh, there we go. There we go. We'll get to, you know what? We'll get to who is really responsible. According to the girls on The View, the clucking hens on The View, who is really responsible for the attack on Dave Chappelle? White people. (laughs) Yes, white people. Oh, by the way, we're going to get to Bamani Jones. Congratulations to our friend Bamani Jones. He gets renewed by HBO, but it is laughable the whole idea of them renewing this disastrous show that Bamani Jones has first Isaiah Lee. I have not heard this yet. Ironhead asked me before the show, do you want to listen to this? I said, no, surprise me. Oh, by the way, the bail is 30 grand. He is yet to make bail. Uh, maybe he will today. Hopefully he will. Cause he's, I mean, he's got some, some music in him. You can't hold this artist back. We got to hear from no name trapper, but I do want to hear no name trappers um, hit his big hit. Dave Chappelle. Is it a hero worshiping thing? Is it a criticism of Chappelle? What is it? Uh, Ironhead, you've listened. I listened to it. I really could only make out one word that he was saying. And it's one I'm not allowed to say. Oh, let me guess uh, if he's a rapper, it has to be uh, the N word. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But it ends with an A. 
Yeah. You know, so yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. 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 I mean, as soon as they got him, uh, I think Jamie Foxx yelled out the N word on the mic, but whatever. It was an emotional situation. Um, anyway, let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, when we get to here, here's, we don't have to play the one, the one that refers to Donald Trump is called MAGA my N word. That's the time. MAGA my N word. And in the song, he says, why is everybody always hating on my president? <laughs> Something tells me we're going to, we're going to glom onto that verse, that line and that song when they want to really psychoanalyze Chappelle's assailant, no name trapper. But let me hear, let me hear his big hit, his tribute to Dave Chappelle. Oh, <laughs> you know, my nigga is me. Huh. Okay. Life at you niggas a joke. Huh. Okay. Life at you niggas a joke. Okay. Uh, my nigga did bees with balls. Uh, your niggas is fish poke. Uh, life at you niggas a joke. Uh, life at you niggas a joke. Uh, my nigga did bees with balls. I'm laughing all into the boat. On your grip, it goes flat. Your nigga be looking like whack. Canaries are damn in the tap. Hitting the bitch in the back. Slacking the bitch in the trap. When does he mention Chappelle? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's awful, obviously, but is it any worse than you know, half the acts on Saturday Night Live? I mean, there are lots of. Is that, is that, what would you call that? Is that hip hop, rap? What is it? Uh, trap music. <laughs> Rap music? <laughs> I don't know. It was. I thought it was actually w- way worse than normal stuff. It was off time. It was just bad. How do you? How do you? Is it just him making the song? I mean, is that him? The all the vocals, him, and is he just pushing all the buttons? How do you make a song like that? I, I think you could probably do something with GarageBand on, on a right, computer, right. maybe. But yeah. uh, I mean, he's got. He doesn't have like backup singers, does he, or any kind of musicians working with him, does he? No, it's all about Isaiah Lee. I mean, no name trapper. And he's got 6,000 people on uh, Spotify listening to him. Maybe he thought it would be a good career move because now we're listening to his music and maybe he thinks some people will like it, but God, is that awful? He's probably going to go away for a long time. Uh, That's true. He did have a, he did have a deadly weapon and I am surprised. I predicted he would get out without bail because it is LA, but it's a pretty high profile case. And he, you know, he's black, but so is Chappelle and and Chris Rock and everyone else. So you can't make it about racism, which is what, you know, normally they would do say, oh, it's a systemic racism and, you know, you can't blame them and all that. But, you know, I guess he's going to go away. He did have the switchblade, as far as we know. I have not seen a picture where you can see it in his hand or a video have you, have you seen anywhere where you can see the weapon? No, I actually was, I, I've been trying to see it, but like you said, the videos from very far away and grainy and just bad. Or it's maybe if people videotaping a screen, which makes it pixelated. Maybe if they, um, well, he actually has a shirt on, a sweatshirt that says Hollywood Bowl. And they arrested him. Hollywood Bowl. I don't know if it says Chappelle under it, but uh, maybe he had it in that right arm that now is bent in the wrong direction. Maybe that's why they snapped his, what do you call the bone in your arm? They snapped that. Or maybe it's the shoulder that they snapped, but maybe he was wielding that weapon in the arm. So they snapped his arm, but. Oh, they definitely got him in a Kimura and snapped that thing. Yeah. They all got their punches in the kicks in. They beat him up pretty good, which is fine. He earned it. He, you know, it is, it, I mean, this, you can't avoid the question. What if he got to it? What if he actually pulled that knife out and then thrust it into Chappelle? It'd be the biggest, wildest, craziest story in I don't know how long. And uh, we would indeed be saying these comedians, these comics are not safe. They have metal detectors. They have security. And this punk managed to get a gun. I mean, sorry, a knife that looks like a gun past security. There was a lot of people on Twitter enjoying that little angle saying uh, somebody wrote 
It's like hiding your weed in a box that says heroin on it. You know? <laughs> I like that. Or, as I said, I, I, uh, I like, I pour my beer in a bourbon bottle in case the cops pull me over, yeah, you know? Yeah. No, that's not bourbon. No, no. Uh, uh, hiding a knife inside <laughs> a gun. I mean, what does that get you? How do you, what, what sense does that make? Maybe it's just a prop for his uh, videos, his uh, rap videos that he makes. And he uses that, and pretends it's a gun. But I'd love to hear his story. They did stick a mic in his face as he was being uh, taken away on a stretcher. But I don't think he had anything to say yet. Maybe he will. Maybe, you know, maybe he'll post something on his uh, on his Instagram next time he makes a video. But I'd be curious to hear what he has to say. Do we have... Uh, Howie Mandel, Mandel, who is, he's kind of a paranoid, neurotic guy anyway, but he thinks comedy will never be the same. I think the threat from the trans mob or just the cancel culture mob is much more ominous than the occasional crazy, you know, lone wolf attacker. Again, security's there. They're supposed to stop the attacker. But what do you do when the mob comes after somebody and says, we want them canceled. You know, we want that show canceled. You know, we want the club to, 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 to cancel this guy because we don't like what he had to say to me. If you're a comedian, if you're traveling the country, playing clubs, playing giggles or, you know, the laugh factory, that is a lot more of a, of an impediment. You know, you're in your mind, you're writing up a, a routine, you're writing jokes and you're saying, Ooh, if I say that one, you know, they used to be comedians used, words lots you know like not the n-word necessarily but they use the f slur you know they use maybe some some sexist misogynist language as part of their routine and they did it routinely and now there's all kinds of words and all kinds of people that you can no longer joke about because word gets out social media makes it go global in a matter of minutes and the next thing you know you're Agents calling, you're saying that, you know, you've been canceled. That show in, in Schenectady has been canceled. They don't want you to be associated with you. I mean, you can play, if you're John Hinckley and tried to murder the president and you killed James Brady, you could still play, you know, your music. But if you're a comedian who uses the wrong word and offends the wrong group, you get canceled. But do we have... Uh, uh, there was, uh, I think this was just a written interview with uh, Billy Bush. So what does he say? What is, uh, what do you get? Do you get that? What is how he say? Right here. Um, he says, uh, watching what happened to Dave confirmed my fear. I was watching it kind of live on Twitter and turned to my wife and says, I don't want to go on stage. I'm really afraid. <laughs> I'm well, you know, I guess he's a big star. I'm not sure anyone wants to stab him. It's kind of like Howard Stern, and they mentioned Stern in the same story, uh, talking about uh, Isaiah Lee. He says, the guy jumped on stage and attacked Dave Chappelle. As soon as that happened, did they let him go back to his seat and laugh and sit next to his wife and give him an award? <laughs> no, they took him backstage. They broke his arms and hands so bad. He says, they beat the shit out of him. That's Stern. That's true. And that's good because now, unlike Will Smith, people might say, you know what? If I storm the stage, I might get the Isaiah Lee treatment, which is uh, kind of the message you want to send. But we'll see. I can't wait to hear. I have to say, I want to hear more about Isaiah Lee. I want to hear his motive. I mean, sounds like he's a fan. I want to hear how he got into that section. I just read some other comedian I never heard of who was really happy to get a ticket in the VIP section, which is where Isaiah Lee was. He was, this guy's like homeless, a homeless aspiring rapper. And he's in the front row at a Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, John Stewart show. That's a pretty big deal. I'd love to know how he got there, but uh, hopefully we'll find out more soon. All right, let's get to the uh, thing um, actually, Hold, the, do, you want, the, do you want to hear what the view had to say on this? Oh yes. I got that here too. The, 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 I, I teased that. I said, you're never going to believe who the view, who the morons on the view blame for, uh, the attack. I will give you three guesses before you play it. 
it's either Tucker Carlson, Elon Musk, or Donald Trump. Who do you white think people? is like white? Yes, they're all white. They're all men, and they're all probably responsible for this attack. But sometimes you just shake your head and say, "How do they make that leap?" Um, but I believe at least one or two of them thinks Donald Trump created the climate. Donald Trump is the reason some crazy unemployed homeless rapper attacked Dave Chappelle. I want to hear their, their logic. Cause it's always, it's always impeccable. Let's hear from uh, the, the clucking hens on the view. <laughs> what do you think is happening? I mean, it's happening on airplanes. It's happening yeah. on street corners. People are just running. I mean, the Hollywood ball, I mean, just Wait, ran up so on there. Things that could contribute to what's going on. The pandemic, the opioid crisis, the fact that Trump was out there saying uh, things like, just knock the hell out of them. I promise you I'll pay for the legal <laughs> fees when he had a heckler. Yeah. I mean, there are many factors involved here, but, and then Will Smith was like the piece de resistance as it were. But by the way, don't you love comedians? Look at how they handled it. It was great. Give that boy. Okay, good. This is not a political thing. Come on, I know you want to wrap it all into policy. But this is really about security. Like, I don't understand that. Why it didn't happen before? It happened. It's happening. Will Smith wasn't particularly right leaning and running up on the stage and smacking Chris Rock. No, yeah, but I, exactly. I do think that Trump unleashed. Some incivility, at least, and, in, and our, in our country. don't know anything about this person that went up there. No, but wait a second. Attack. You don't, we don't notice that there's a certain amount of impulse control lacking in the population and these days? a lot days? of studies attained or said that was in particular in regards to people being locked down inside, not in particular being locked down inside and staring at Well, the, the, uh, like, Trump really, uh, he, he, he made the, the, hand down, the pandemic into like a cold. Well, Remember? I think he handled it so poorly. We've, start, we've, yeah. we've stopped. <laughs> we've, we've forgotten. <laughs> Only them could turn, they do turn this, this every yeah. day. Uh, you know, they, they turn this into Trump's COVID policies. <laughs> Can I tell you, I, I'd, I'd, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what the ratings are. Uh, and we play it all the time. People talk about the view all the time. It's always on clips like that or played on cable news. What they're doing. It works. It's insane. It's stupid. I mean, you got, you got what three of who is the woman on the, on our right. The, the the black woman who defends Trump and says how silly that is. Do you know who that is? I, I have know. no idea who that is. I'm looking it but up right now. She's much too smart and much too uh, level-headed to be on with these other idiots. But what they're doing at some level, it really works. And I mean, this is not all that relevant, but there was a point where we, I was, I went with Kirk Minahan and Glenn Ordway to the, um, offices, studios of Comcast or NBC, whatever you call it in Boston. And they wanted to talk to us about doing a show. And my idea, and no one, no one really agreed was to do a view slash the five, you know, a Boston sports view slash the five. I said, they do well. I mean, the five is on at five o'clock. That's the name. And it gets the best ratings on cable news. And it's five people sometimes arguing yesterday got very intense. Uh, Greg Gutfeld and Geraldo, that idiot, were arguing and insulting each other. And Geraldo called Gutfeld a punk. And that's, really? as you know how we talked the other day about nobody fights anymore. You don't have guests who come on and fight. Right. They don't. But rarely, uh, occasionally on these group shows, these these panel chat shows, you do have fights. Like even that, where, where they disagree on Trump. And on the five, they have fights. On other shows, they don't. The ones with the fights, the ones with the friction work the best. And if we had, I don't even know who else we had in mind, Ordway, me, Kirk, someone else, that would have worked. I mean, it would have worked for a month and then it would have canceled us because something, you know, we said or Kirk said or I said, uh, but it would have got people to watch, certainly more people than watch now. I don't even know what's on now. I haven't even flipped on that station in two years there's no buzz. There's no real appeal to it. But if th there could be, but they prefer to stay out of trouble. That's the problem. Shows the view. I don't think cares if they say something really stupid. They encourage them to say really stupid. What did Whoopi say yesterday or the other day when we played it? She huh. said something. Uh, women were having abortions just on the floor of public bathrooms. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. You, they, you were, she was tripping over women who were on the floor in the ladies room giving themselves abortions before Roe v. Wade. But, and you get stuff like that every day and we play it and it works. 
It's stupid, but it works. It's Trump's fault that a crazy 23-year-old unemployed rapper attacked Dave Chappelle or Will Smith attacked uh, Chris Rock. How is it Trump's fault? Because one day at a rally, he told them to to get rid of a, a, a heckler and he'd pay their bail. I mean, what about two years of Antifa and BLM and Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi and Ayanna Presley calling for unrest in the streets, bailing out rioters? You think that might have... Uh, Contributed to the incivility there, Joy, and uh, and Whoopi, and whoever that other uh, Sonny Huston. Uh, she's Sonny's the one that said it was Trump's fault, more, you know, more than anyone. But uh, yeah, it's kind of what you'd expect. Kind of what you'd expect. Whoopi even people. actually wasn't even going down that road at first. She was kind of like, it's just people in general. And then what like, did what did Whoopi get suspended for saying Nazis weren't racist? <laughs> she got, oh yeah, she got two weeks that. suspension. For saying Nazis, the Holocaust had nothing to do with race. Yes, that's what it was. When, yeah. when the whole point was the master race, you know, preserving the <laughs> master race, I would say it had a little something to do with race, Whoopi. But uh, she apologized and paid a price, got suspended for a couple of weeks. All right, let's get to, I mean, I don't even know where, which would be the dumbest thing we heard today. The dumbest, that, that, that doesn't qualify. I will say... The idiots on The View made more sense than Joe Biden yesterday, which is not unusual. It's kind of a typical day in the life of our commander in chief. But I think he may have said, eh, it's hard to say. I was going to say the dumbest thing he's ever said, but that's that bias. That bar is so freaking high that there's just no way you can even make that uh, declaration without a million other candidates. But he, I will say this, he it's designed, it's orchestrated, it's planned, it's written, it's prescripted for him. And somebody thinks this is a good strategy on the heels of the leaked uh, draft from the uh, Supreme court about abortion, which is, which is all coordinated with the white house, with the media, all designed to distract people from the disaster that is the Biden regime. They have a strategy. It's the slippery slope strategy, and we will uh, play you Biden's <sighs> Biden's take on this. It's it's amazing. It's it's idiotic. It's not going to work, but it's hard, and it's hard to believe our actual president said it. But he says a lot of dumb things. Let me do that. Let me do. Uh, let me get to our sponsors, and then we'll get to the latest Biden idiocy and. Bomani Jones, congratulations, gets re-upped at HBO. And I do want to get to the most brazen prison escape I've ever seen. Hell, it's on video. You get to watch a convicted killer escape from prison with the help of his girlfriend, the prison guard. And we'll give you the latest on that. I believe they're still on the run. And this has to be the easiest prisoner ever to spot. If you're, you know, out there looking the and, and there's a reward. So somebody is going to uh, uh, come up with some info and help the authorities track down friggin' Andre the Giant who just escaped from prison in Alabama. We'll get to that after I tell you about our sponsors, including the wonderful MyPillow. Today's Callahan Show is brought to you by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Use the code word Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, for huge discounts. It's a perfect place to do your Mother's Day shopping, your Father's Day shopping. You know what I'm asking for? The slippers. I really want the slippers. Mike Lindell makes great slippers. My pillow is made in the USA. It comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. These are the best pillows you're ever going to lay your head on. They're machine washable and dryable. Most comfortable pillow. It makes an excellent gift. Like I said, Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, you name it. Get the pillow now and support the show. Strike back against cancel culture. Defend it. Speech, defend free speech. As we've told you, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, but you're joining us in the fight against cancel culture. My, MyPillow is not in the big box stores, and we all know why. Because we don't because they, they don't like Mike. They don't like Mike speaking his mind. So you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using the code word Jerry. G-E-R-R-Y. You can get the Giza sheets. Buy one, get one free. 
You can get half off slippers. You can get a six-piece towel set, regular $109.99 for just $39.99. Don't forget to use the code word, Jerry. There's over 150 products there at MyPillow.com. Just use the code word, Jerry. You can call 800-893-7406 or just log on to MyPillow.com. All right, before we get back to the the Biden, the buffoon in chief, the buffoon in the White House, let me tell you about Callahan Coffee. It's available online. I think you should try it. I think you should get some for Mother's Day. Uh, I think there's still time. Gets, if not, get some for Father's Day. Get some just because it's so damn good. We use the freshest and highest quality coffee beans from three different countries. Or continents. What is it? Continents. Are, yeah. Yeah. Three different continents. We get the best, the best. We're like Donald Trump, the best coffee beans. Ironhead picked them out and they are great. The reviews are spectacular. You want to get yourself some Callahan coffee, just go to callahancoffee.com or click the link in our social media bio and order some today. All right, man, we got a lot to get to. Let's get to the Biden. This is a press his appearance is not a sit down interview. Biden doesn't do those. His handlers don't let him do it. They don't allow him to sit down and do interviews. But um, I forget what the appearance was for something stupid, but, um, and so he's asked obviously about uh, Roe v. Wade going down, which it is, which is good for everybody. It leaves the abortion issue up to the voters, up to the state legislatures, that's the way it should be. Uh, not much will change, but Roe v. Wade is ridiculous and it always has been. So they're going to uh, overturn Roe v. Wade. It'll set up, you know, all the lunatics who are ill-informed and stupid will be storming the, the, the Supreme Court. That's why they're, they're erecting fences, big, tall fences outside the Supreme Court as we speak to keep one side from... Uh, destroying the place, attacking the place. Uh, that would be the pro-abortion crowd who are upset because they uh, really don't understand the issue. They Most of them never have understood the issue. They think overturning Roe v. Wade means abortion is immediately illegal. That's not the case, as we discussed yesterday, but it, we'll see. We'll see how uh, maybe they'll read up and understand it's really not going to affect them if they live in a, a blue state. And if they don't, move to a blue state. If you want to stay in a red state, fine. But when you want your abortion, you're going to have to get in the car or get in the limo that the big corporations will provide for you and head to a uh, a blue state for your abortion. Yeah. So you'll be a little inconvenienced. That's the way it is. People in red states don't support abortion. They want to ban it. They should have the right. They will. Anyway. We've moved on. The strategy now is it's a slippery slope. As we mentioned yesterday, the dumbest member of Congress, Eric Swalwell, who sleep, slept with a Chinese spy and farted on live TV, Great said fart. that the next thing they're coming after is interracial marriage. I mean, we've we've chronicled many, many dumb things that Congress people and senators, especially my senators, Markey and Warren, have said this tops them all. Clarence Thomas, who is the leader of the conservative faction in the uh, on the Supreme Court, is married to a white woman. I'm pretty sure she would be pissed if her husband banned interracial marriage. Maybe, maybe they're not getting along. Maybe that's his way of getting out of it. But it's really quite silly. Everybody on both sides of the aisle just laughed at that moron Swalwell. Uh, but... Other people have said they're going to come after same-sex marriage next, which is why Samuel Alito in the draft made it expressly clear that this is only about abortion. It's only about Roe v. Wade. It has nothing to do with any other issue. They're not coming for any other issue. He made it clear, which kind of stops the slippery slope argument in its tracks, but it doesn't stop a dummy like our commander-in-chief from making the leap and you tell me, do you think this was, uh, did someone put the idea in his head or did he just come up with it on the fly? I think that they probably had something uh, in the same vein, but he liked to, he does this thing where he goes off script and says something horrible all the time. So I'm thinking that's probably more what it was. <laughs> See, they, they want to tie LBGTQA plus rights to abortion. That's what they want to do. It's because it gets, 
it, it flames, it inflames the tensions. It uh, fires up their base, but I'm not sure this was the way, maybe if you tied it just to same sex marriage in the Supreme court, these guys, they want to ban a same sex marriage. You could tell that lie in your base because they're stupid might believe it, but does anyone believe, and we'll play it now. Does anyone believe that once they overthrow, overturn Roe v. Wade, that the next thing you're going to do is separate LBGTQ students from straight students in class. Have you ever heard anybody say that that was a proposal, that that was an idea that anybody had anywhere deep, deep, deep red Alabama or Mississippi. Has anyone ever said, let's put the LBGTQ kids over there and the straight kids over here. No one has ever even said that, but this decaying mind of the, of the president, somehow it came out of that and he, and he articulated it. And from that point on for the rest of the day, everybody said, what the hell is this old fossil even talking about? Go ahead, play it, Craig. What happens if you have a state change the law saying that, that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that, is that legit under the way that the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history, in recent American history. <laughs> I mean, he's just so off the rails. Uh, we'll get to the MAGA comment, but the first part... What if the leds they make law like state legislatures are going to make laws that say you must separate gay kids from straight kids or whatever trans? I've never even heard that from anyone anywhere. Even if you're just trying to strike, you know, put fear into into people and 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 you know make you know, whatever suburban housewives nervous about the MAGA agenda. There's other things you could mention if you want to go with slippery slope, but that's just so stupid. I mean, nobody is going to follow that up and say, yeah, they're going to separate kids in class. It's just, I mean, you know, who wants to separate kids because the critical race theory nuts. They want to separate black kids and white kids. Nobody wants to separate LBGTQ kids and whatever. It's just so idiotic. It's almost as idiotic as the rest of that comment that the MAGA crowd, which is America first crowd, you know, Mm -hmm. America first wants secure our borders, you know, wants to teach our kids, America first, you know, don't want to get involved in pointless foreign wars. That crowd is the most extreme political organization in the history. I mean, Biden should know this. He was a good friend of Robert Byrd, a grand Kleagle of the KKK. I'm going to say the KKK was a little more extreme. How about we've had modern day examples since the KKK is really not a factor anymore. How about this, Joe? Have you heard of Antifa? If you heard of Antifa, you think MAGA is more extreme than Antifa or a BLM, BLM, who part of their goal is to destroy capitalism? I don't know if you know you this, think- Jerry. Uh, MAGA was led into the White House one day. I mean, the uh, all- Capitol building. Sorry. <laughs> That's true. They were led in the Capitol building. But uh, just like sort of like the uh, crazy anti-abortion crowd made their way into the Capitol building during the Kavanaugh hearing. They sure did. And disrupted the hearing live on video and nobody even, you know, spent a day in jail, let alone years. But I'm not sure uh, anyone's buying that, uh, the, the, his, his point that it's the most extreme political organization in history. Little, little bit uh, of uh, hyperbole there, Prez, but uh, we'll wait. We'll see. Maybe there will be someone proposing in some deep red state. Let's separate the LBGDQ kids put them over there. We'll put like a line down the middle. You know, we should put big uh, plastic uh, dividers. We have those left over from COVID, you know, but big pla- over there will be the gay kids over there. will be the straight kids. And we're going to leave it that way. That's what MAGA stands for. Right. You idiot. All right. Let's get to a couple more things before we wrap this sucker up. Let's get to uh, Bamani and the, and the greatest prison escape. I don't know if, I don't know if it's going to make a great movie kind of like, you know, like, uh, the great escape, which is a prisoner of war camp or a Papillon, which is a prison Island, but some good, um, Shawshank Redemption has been some great prison escape movies. 
some of the best movies ever about prison escapes. I don't know if this will qualify, but it's pretty good. First, Bamani and our guy uh, Bobby Burrick at uh, Outkick is all over this because he predicted it. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Bamani Jones has a TV show on HBO, not to be confused with his TV show on ESPN or his radio show, or his podcast, or every other gig this absolute abject failure has. He's probably making, you know, five million a year and he can't draw flies. He's just a complete failure, but it doesn't matter. It never strike you that the people who complain the loudest about systemic racism benefit the most. And I'm thinking of Jamel Hill, first of all, Jamel Hill, who just keeps falling up, just keeps, I mean, CNN plus probably going to pay her, you know, 2 million bucks. She was on for like a week. You know, every gig she gets, she writes for Atlantic magazine. She's a terrible writer. doesn't matter. They do it for protection. They do it for, for virtue signaling. The people who complain about systemic racism the most benefit the most. And there's never been a better example than Bamani Jones, who just keeps getting jobs and screaming about racism in this country and blaming white people. I'm going to guess the people who just renewed his deal at HBO, at least some of them are white people, just a guess. They renewed him even though his show was regularly trounced in the ratings by infomercials. As Bobby Burrick points out on Outkick, the first season of Game Theory, that's what is, I don't even know what that means, but it's called Game Theory, drew the lowest ratings of any HBO original program on record. There he is. God, is he just uh, loathsome. He follows top-rated John Oliver. Jones loses 80% of Oliver's audience. By the way, I'm going to mention this again. There's not even any commercials. It just goes from John Oliver to, to Bamani Jones, and people get up out of their seats or grab the clicker and change it because they can't stand the guy. Um, he drew audience as low as 45,000 viewers to an HBO show. 45,000 viewers. Hell, Jill Biden's kicking his ass. Over the course of his six-episode run, Bamani Jones lost to a 2 a.m. infomercial on CNBC three times. <laughs> three of the six shows he had lost to an infomercial. That's a half-hour-long commercial on CNBC. As he points out, Snuggies. Snuggies are more popular than Bamani Jones. Uh they, they put out a press release, and as Burke points out, they couldn't find a single positive ratings takeaway to include in the press release. So they point out, we're renewing him, he's coming back, and they don't point out one example of the success of the first season. Doesn't matter, they're only doing this for one reason, so, they, so that he can't call them racist. He points out that Bill Simmons had a show similar, just one of these sit-down shows, talk sports, talk a little politics. Uh, he drew 200,000 viewers a week, and he got canceled after one season, I believe. Um, he had four times the audience of Bamani Jones, and he got canceled after one season. Bamani got re-upped. But no one is going to call HBO racist, and now another season of Bamani Jones doing a show for, for nobody at 2 AM um, and drawing no viewers, but he'll be on there talking about how racist America is and how, you know, he just can't catch a break. All right, let's, uh, let's do Shay. And then we're going to get to the greatest, <laughs> I would say the greatest, uh, I'll say the, uh, the most brazen prison escape. The laziest. <laughs> the laziest, the, the laziest, although they're still at large as far as we know. Let's True. do Shay and then we'll get to the those crazy white kids. And I don't mean their race, Bamani. That's their name. White people. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. 
Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800 696 S-H-E-A, or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. All right, her name is Vicki White. His name is Casey White. She's a prison guard, or she was. She just put her retirement papers in and sold her house, which was worth $204,000 for $95,000. Let me get the exact number. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, Vicki White is 56 and I don't know how to say this. Vicki White, the prison guard, she's not an attractive woman. Would you agree? She's uh Can't argue she's, that, no. <laughs> she's no she's no beauty, no beauty queen. Uh her boyfriend is Casey White, no relation. Jeez, I hope there's no relation. He's 38, he's a convicted murderer. He stabbed a 58-year-old woman to death and confessed uh in 2015. He was a prisoner. She was a guard in Alabama. What's the name of the prison? Let me get it. Uh, the um, She had, took a special liking to him long before this escape. She actually visited him in jail when she was off duty. Is that, how is that even allowed? Have you ever heard anything like that? No. She was employed as a prison guard and like on her days off, she visited him. She was accused by other prisoners of giving him extra food, extra privileges. I'm not sure what that what qualifies as extra privileges. Um, so they had a little love affair, and Casey's no fool. Casey's the prisoner, and I'm sure he told Vicky she was beautiful. <laughs> On the screen now, if you're watching along with us, is the prison escape. He's shackled and handcuffed, and she escorts him out. He's supposed she's supposed to be taking him to court, I believe. And she tells the other prison guard, I can handle it. I'm good. We'll just, I'll just take him in a prison vehicle in a, in like a cruiser, puts him in the back seat. She gets in the front and they drive away. And a few miles away, they stashed her car transferred into her car, which is like a Ford escape or something. Orange car. They think they have ditched that since they think they're armed with an AR 15 and a shotgun. Both of them. Here's the, Reason I don't think they're going to get away for long or be at large for long. Although, you know, they've made it this far. Casey White, the prisoner, is 6'9". <laughs> He's 6'9". And by the way, he looks like Aaron Rodgers. He's not a bad-looking guy, if you like like them tall. Somewhere between 250 and 300 pounds and 6'9". She's 5 foot. I had that right here a second ago. 5 foot 5 or something. Blonde. Newly released security oh. footage. Sorry about that. Uh, you can play it. You can play it. I mean, it is. Uh, there she is. She's dyed bleach blonde. And I'm sure lonely and never found love and sold her house. <laughs> she sold her house. She gave up more than $100,000 to flip her house quickly. Put in the retirement papers. I'm sorry to hate break it to her, but I don't think she's going to qualify for her. Uh, Pension? I don't think just so. Just a guess. Just a guess. They're offering ten thousand dollar reward for information for the capture of Casey White and five thousand for Vicky White. What do you bet that he just finds her repulsive? But she, he just played her. Oh. Just played her. A thousand and percent. Like, and and every day he's telling her, "You're so beautiful." Yeah. I'm, like, I'm gonna we're gonna spend our lives together. I don't know how um, long he was in jail for at this point, but who knows how. He's been in jail for a few different things, uh, but he did confess because they've talked to the victim, the 58-year-old uh, woman that he stabbed to death. They've talked to her kids and uh, other uh, victims' family members who are obviously uh, you know, hoping that they get him. But uh, this is such a dumb plan. I mean, I don't know how long they'll be on the run. Maybe they'll have some wild, passionate uh, lovemaking you know, at some uh, dive plea bag motel. I mean, he could fake it, don't you think? Uh, yeah, he probably definitely. already has. 
Well, he hasn't seen yeah, a they, woman in I don't know how long, so technically That's still true. is. Unless the last, had, one, last woman he saw, he stabbed to death. So maybe <laughs> maybe he's played her to the point where he killed her already and just threw her out at the side of the road. Probably. You know? But how does a, how does a six foot nine guy, hardened criminal, even if he's got a gun, a couple of guns, where do you go? He would I mean, be stupid. He, he would be stupid to kill her, though, because she can blend in. He cannot. That's true. If someone has to go get the groceries, yeah, uh, she she can change the color of her hair, uh, whatever, and and totally blend in. Just another ugly woman, uh, you know, at the grocery store, you know. But he can't even, you know, changing his clothes and cutting his beard off, whatever. He can't blend in anywhere. He is very distinctive looking. They're gonna get him, uh, and you know she'll spend the rest of her life in prison. She, she, she was about to get a pension and, you know, sell her house or $200,000 house and live happily ever after. And how does this not set off alarm bells? I saw the warden talking and said, yeah, everybody knew she really liked him or something, but, uh, you know, she, she visited him on her days off. <laughs> you feel like that's a, that's a uh, grounds for a transfer or something. Yes, on April 18th, she sold her house for 95000 The book value was 204000 So some lucky bastard got this, this, I don't know, lovely abode in Lauderdale County, Alabama, for only $99,000. Uh, she was a model employee, had an unblemished record. But, you know, as Woody Allen said, the heart wants what the heart wants, and... She wanted to uh, get... Uh, Heart wants a knife in it. <laughs> seven days they've been on the run. Seven days. You think they've made love every single day? Oh, you think yeah. That, I mean, I guarantee she, he's telling her we're going to make our way to, you know, Belize or somewhere. We're, we're going to live on Turks Caicos, you know, like or, or like Andy Dufresne. We're going to make it to that beach in Mexico and we're going to you know, renovate old boats or something. He's telling her all kinds of lies. Probably already dumped her body by the side of the road, but hopefully he won't kill anyone else. God knows he is a hardened killer, but check the latest. Have they caught him yet? Any minute now, they're going to catch him and her. And there'll be a TV movie or whatever, not a TV movie. There'll be a whatever, a Hulu special series on it because prison escapes are so good. I would I would call if I'm my prison escape movies. Shawshank Redemption number one, Papillon number two. Um, what other prison escape movies were there? there? There was a movie where Robert Redford went undercover as a warden and pretended to be a prisoner to uncover all the abuse in the prison, but he didn't escape. I don't know. Shawshank's number one on any list, so has to be not even close. All right, uh, what else we got? Anything, Ironhead? Uh, it's, uh, we're, we're at the time, sir. Okay, it's your job to get me out of here. Oh, yeah, I had that on my list. Sonny Houston, all Trump's fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I want you, that's your assignment, to watch The View every day. Can oh, you do that for me? I cannot do that. There's got to be websites that just give you highlights. <laughs> I, I maybe I'll start watching. What time's it on every day? I don't even know. That's a good it averages apparently two point two million viewers. Does it really? Yeah. In the middle of the day? Yeah. The the five at five o'clock gets like four million views. I'm telling you, there's not enough of these panel kind of off the off the rails debate shows. We need more of those, and uh, not not fewer. We need more of those. Even if occasionally they get in trouble, occasionally you know Whoopi Goldberg gets suspended. That just adds to the appeal. That's just good publicity. So view starts at eleven. Eleven. I'm gonna watch it today. I'm gonna watch it today. Interesting. Uh, all right. Uh, and we'll be looking for that Elon Musk story, the New York Times. I predicted the other day. I said give him a month, and they'll have the twenty thousand words on on Musk calling him a racist and a misogynist and a transphobe. And what did it take? Three days. Three days. They're coming after Musk. Of course, it'll be a monthly or weekly thing, the attacks on Musk, they're going to try to destroy the man because they hate free speech. But uh, uh, they, they did we're, drop a story an hour ago, it says. Yep, that's it. I think I tweeted out the, uh, uh, I, I retweeted the, the, the promo that they had for it. But 
I'll check that out. We'll have a full report tomorrow. If I can read it for free, God knows I'm not going to subscribe, but if I can get a hold of it for free, like I did the Tucker story, I will read it so you don't have to, but uh, that'll be it for today. Thank you to everybody for watching, for listening. Thanks to Ironhead for putting it all together. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Only on Locals. Join us on Locals. CallahanShow.Locals.com Tomorrow morning, be Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Who thinks it takes Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.